frugal forever. I'm Josie Parsons. I'm Katie Cunningham. And this is a podcast about money. So, uh, Josie, what's your salary? Hmm. <laughs> 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 Interesting question, Katie. Uh, <laughs> so, so <laughs> a bit of context. Obviously, the point of this podcast <laughs> is to talk about money, to talk more openly about money, and obviously then it makes sense that we, your hosts, need to be open about our own personal finance. Absolutely. Otherwise, it's all bullshit. Yes. Um, Josie, <laughs> little bitch, <laughs> is being a little pussy about revealing her salary because she's worried she's going to get fired. I, s- I don't think that my work is going to fire me. I just think that – I is it not illegal to, like, say on a public forum how much you get paid? No, like, it's illegal to murder someone. It's not illegal to say how much you got paid. Like, why would it be? I just don't know. I just feel like – Maybe they would be really upset with me or if it's frowned upon that I started a podcast and then I was like, I make this much. And then someone could Google me and find out where I work and then judge that company and it reflects poorly on that company or vice versa. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, you work for a charity, so like obviously they don't have much money. Yeah, I know. Like Um, people would be outraged if you had a big salary. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's not like I make a lot. Um. I don't know. I just feel really nervous about it. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I wish I knew what the legalities (laughs) of this situation were, but I'm like, it's fine. Just reveal it. As I said to you before, I would personally love it if you got fired for revealing your podcast on this. (laughs) I mean, revealing your salary on this podcast. My podcast salary. (laughs) (laughs) Because um, it would be great publicity for us. But no, I mean, it is crazy that we're in this cultural situation where people I know don't talk about their salaries and because because they're in fear they're in fear of what their employer is going to do even though none of us actually know what they're going to do and what they're able to do anyway I'll give you a ballpark figure okay give me your ballpark figure I earn between 40 and 70 (laughs) thousand (laughs) dollars well listener you're uh, welcome to draw your own conclusions from that Yeah, so you don't earn much. I don't earn much and a little part of me feels a bit embarrassed that I don't earn that much because I definitely think I'm worth more but I've made decisions in my life where I choose to work for a charity and I choose that, yeah, I want to work in something that I believe in rather than like I could work for a bank if I wanted to but I don't want to if that makes sense. So I just feel like that's a choice I've made and I have to accept that rather than feeling shitty that I don't make more money. Yeah, you only have yourself to blame. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Katie's like, fuck the charity. Fucking make more money. (laughs) No, I get it. Like, you got to exist for 40 hours a week in that place. When it's crushing your soul, it's pretty hard to do. Yeah, and I really like it. And I feel like I'm putting good back into the world. And that's all I want to do. Okay. um. Which may also be another example of how I'm a sucker with money. But, you know. Yeah. Them's the breaks. Um, so as previously stated, I'm a freelancer, so I don't have yeah. a salary. Have you tried to figure out like making what you make right, like what you have been making, which is obviously really good, how much you would make as a salary if it kept going? I think I did once, but it was very rushed maths. And that was like, I think it was based off when I was those few weeks where I was really busy. Mm-hmm. It would be like, 120k or something but i'm obviously super is not like i would have to be paying myself super out of that and tax well yeah but everyone pays tax out of that salary if you earn 120k you're still paying tax on that salary oh oh, yeah (laughs) true (laughs) didn't think about that yeah that's very true wow that would be a good salary we've spoken about this before but $120,000 is my dream salary Mm. Yeah, which I think was it you that told me about the article on the cut and like the Disney. Yeah, yeah, and like the the granddaughter of the Disney person or whatever was saying that they did a study that everyone's dream salary is just pretty much double what they make. Yeah, which I found very interesting because mm. mine pretty much is, and then plus some, plus a little bit. <laughs> 
Listeners, please draw your own conclusions. <laughs> I just don't want to be a little bitch who like is not saying the truth, but I also like am a little bitch because it's who I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're very afraid of authority. Yeah, deathly afraid of authority. Mm. But not me, not I, well, not you. <laughs> you called Scott Paper, little bitch, <laughs> and I do it again. <laughs> um, no, but we thought what we talk about this week was just how much money we spend in a week, in a month, like how much are you meant to spend on life anyway? Um, yeah. So, yeah, how much do you spend? Well, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I – there's just like one lump sum that comes out of my account every month. And so like for our mortgage, it pays our mortgage, groceries, all of our utilities, which is like electricity, water, etc. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> what are utilities? <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and that is $1,587 a month. Comes out of my account. Are you kidding me? No. Nah. My rent is pretty much that much. That's yeah, so fucking unfair. It's really good. Well, because I only pay a third of our mortgage and our mortgage isn't that much money. Mm. So, and then, yeah, plus like groceries and stuff. So that's sort of my lump sum and then everything else on top of that. And so I probably make... I do make like about around $100 a fortnight. <laughs> Again, draw your own conclusions, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so, and then I pretty much have another $1,500 to do the rest of my life with, with, which is my gym, which is $77 a month. My car insurance, which is $161 a month. My... Um, health insurance. I only pay extras. I got to cancel that. I know. I know. I've got to cancel it. She's <sighs> oh, she's shaking her head. I can't. Okay, we need to do a whole episode on how health insurance in Australia, a country with universal health care, is like the biggest scam that's ever existed. You don't need it. I know. I called up to cancel it, and then because I was paying eighty eight dollars a month or something. Oh my god, and that's I, outrageous! And then I called up to cancel it, and then the guy was like, "I can put it down to thirty five if you want, and you can still get extras because I'll just take off hospital." And then I said, sounds good because I'm saving myself like 50 bucks. Like you just, you can't get out of your own way sometimes, Josie. I know. Uh, Like, what do you need it? Like, what do you need it for? I've been meaning to go to the dentist, but I haven't been in like two years. Um, So, yeah. So when I go to the dentist, I'm going to cancel it for real. But anyway. Um, Yeah. I mean, the dentist (laughs) is obviously an outrageous cost in this country. What do you do on your calculator? Well, I just worked out how much. <laughs> so you're paying a thousand dollars a year for this? No, thirty five dollars a month. Until a couple weeks ago, when you mm. called, you were paying a thousand dollars a year. That's like I go to the dentist twice a year when I'm being good. That's like five hundred dollars a year. Mm-hmm. It's literally just costs you less to just pay out of pocket at the dentist. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Unless you get fucked with like needing a root canal or something, but even then, you're still probably paying a bunch. On insurance. Yeah. You're completely right. Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll cancel my health insurance. The only thing it's actually worth having in this country is ambulance cover because ambulances cost you money. They cost you a lot of money. How much is ambulance cover? And uh, It's not much at all. It's really cheap. It's like $70 a year. Oh, and okay. as I say this, I'm like, I haven't got it yet for this year, <laughs> but I need to do that. Yeah. Okay. Well then, anyway, I'll do that. Do you know how much ambulances are in the ACT? How much? Eight hundred dollars. <gasps> mm-hmm. How much ambulances in New South Wales? Four hundred dollars. What? Mm-hmm. Why are they double? Just differs from state to state. I think Queensland maybe is free. It's like the one state. I could be totally wrong about that. But like it's Queenslanders let us know. <laughs> um yeah, one time when I was a teenager, my boyfriend at the time got mo- um mugged by some kids with sticks <laughs> and someone had to get an ambulance and it cost him $800. How many sticks did they have? Um, I don't know. Did they like, were literal children with sticks. Or like, yeah. how did he get injured? I don't know. Why it's pretty embarrassing. so many questions. Well, see, this is the thing with ambulances. It's not just like, ooh, when I personally am going to call an ambulance for myself, like when I know I'm dying, cool, I'm willing to cough up that $800. <laughs> People call ambulances for you without your consent and then you're stuck with the bill. Why are we talking about non-consensual ambulance calling <laughs> in this climate? Don't fucking save my life unless I fucking ask you to. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's wild. Mm. I did not know. Well, maybe I'll get ambulance cover. I'll cancel my private health insurance and get ambulance cover. cover. 
Please. Yeah. I beg of you. It literally pains me to think of you being so poor and paying. I'm not so poor. I've you- told you that all of my utilities and re- and like mortgage and stuff is like $1,500. I know, but you earn a pittance. <laughs> <laughs> by choice because I'm a I want to put good out into the world oh Josie anyway <laughs> anyway and I think like I th- oh I pay pay ten dollars a month to have a portfolio online josephineparsons.com mm. yeah <laughs> what what how much do you pay for your portfolio stop laughing at me I was just gonna make a joke like mm, into yourself <laughs> but um I didn't. I held back until now. Wow. Uh, mine is like $24 a year. It just got charged to me recently, actually. Wow. Yeah, I need to update it. Anyway. Mm. Well, yeah, and I think that's – oh, I spend five ninety nine a month on Hey You, which is the best <laughs> money I ever spend because I love reality TV. Um, And then that's about it. And I, then – yeah, sorry. No, no, you go. And then I try to put – $500 away into my short-term savings and then 250 into my long-term savings, which I need to clarify as well on air that the first episode you asked me how much I had in savings and I said $1,500 and then you roasted me so harshly <laughs> that I couldn't finish my train of thought, which is <laughs> that I actually have $2,000 in a long-term savings account with Bank. Oh, secret rich exposed. <laughs> Secret rich, which is just earning interest. And I try to put $250 in there each month. So that could just, that's like my really long term, like buy a house long term. You already own a house. No, I told you that I want to put money towards our next venture. (laughs) Anyway, so that's pretty much it. It doesn't really work. Like I always end up taking money out of my short term savings. So my short term savings isn't going that well. Like at the moment, it's (laughs) $1,300. Like, I don't know how it went down $200. But, um, yeah. Yeah, you're always like, oh, I can't go out for dinner for another fortnight because I, like, have $30 to last me. And I'm like, Josie, get it together, man. I know. I always try to, like, really aggressively save and then think, oh, I'll just, like, eat tuna or whatever until payday. It just never works. Like, I always end up being like, you have one life. Just live it. <laughs> Is that an inspirational quote for our Instagram? Leave a little room for me, <laughs> as I always say. <laughs> okay, so look, okay, this is, I'm confused. How much do you spend in a week? Like, how much do you spend on like food, coffee, eating, transport, general life, oh, social? Yeah, okay. mm. Just like, how much? Tra- so, a tank of petrol cost me about $75, and I reckon that would last me 10 days to two weeks, depends. Cool. What about everything else? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, well, like, it's just really hard to know my social life because it's very up and down. So I don't really have a budget and that's what I really need to do. I need to like look at money apps, as we were saying before, and get a really good idea of how much I spend because I always overshoot how much I can save. But I reckon, I reckon about $100 a week. Is that all? Yeah, because think my groceries are already paid for because that's in that like $1,587. And then, yeah, it's like what? I go out to dinner on a Friday, it's like $30. I go out to brunch, it's like $20. I might like buy a face mask or whatever. Like I don't really buy clothes. Like I have this like really frugal mentality just built into me. The only time when I really spend a lot of money is going out with friends. And socializing and stuff. Wow. See, I can't compartmentalize my spending that way. What like, do you mean? I mean, I just operate with like like a, a budget per week and everything comes out of that budget. Like I can't mm. be like, oh, but no, my groceries is a separate budget. It's like, no, no, it's just all like, it's just all the same pot. Like I don't have yeah. the headspace to yeah break it down into those little sections. Yeah, I know. But it is really hard because it's like, that money always just comes out and then is in that separate pot, literally. It's a joint account with my boyfriend. Yeah, so clearly you're doing it wrong. Am I? <laughs> Sometimes I do a little budget. Mm. And then, yeah, and then it's, uh, yeah, I know, it's not really working out for me. Do you get paid monthly? Fortnightly now. And mm. fortnightly is, like, really hard. I just don't really – I haven't mm. wrapped my head around it mm. yet. Um, 
So that's another thing I've got to do. I've got to set up my budget. So it's yeah. Fortnightly. It's mm. pretty much, that's kind of it. I don't know. Do you, and, and so then I think like even just saying that and thinking about it, I live pretty frugally. I just don't make a lot, you know? Yeah. Like, like I think I am actually doing well saving mm. for what I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when like the money isn't there. The money just isn't there. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really matter what you do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Katie, how much do you spend on shit? Tell me about how much you spend on your gym. <laughs> Juicy's favorite topic is to complain <laughs> about how much I spend on F45, but I won't be shamed. F45 is a scam and I will write an article for any publication out there who wants me to about uh, how it is ripping off the everyday Australian from from their hard-earned cash. No, it's not. It's helping the everyday Australian get fit and preserve their mental health. Fitness First does that as I well. Will, for literally I would half never go to Fitness First, that trash gym. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh my God. You only live once. I'm not spending my life in Fitness First. So you're saying that breathing in that stale, disgusting air. Katie, like how do people walk inside that gym and stay inside? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Katie, are you trying to say that you should make a little room for living? <laughs> no, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> anyway, how much do you spend on F45, please? It's $69 a week. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and how much is that per month? Uh, like about 300 ish. Wow. It's worth it. It's worth it. You can't put a price on your health. You literally can't put a price on your health. Yes, you can. It's 300 you have. How much again? Yeah, and that's worth it. Mm. Like, I'm sorry. There's just, uh, there's no excuse for adults not exercising. And I know you're going to be like, you can exercise for cheaper. And like, yeah, you can. But this is just the form of exercise I've found that I like. And so for me, I'm willing to spend the money on it. But you can do classes and shit at other gyms. Tracy, one day you will go to an F45 class and you will see how wrong you are. I will never go to an F45 <laughs> class. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> um, no, but I – okay, so my like weekly budget is I spend $300 a week. But that's including my $69 on F45. And groceries? Yeah, my groceries. Mm. groceries coffee I don't know uber socializing but that having said if whenever I go out for any kind of dinner that's not just like a cheap BYO meal like a $60 dinner I always just put it on my credit card oh interesting and then deal with it later um so how much do you reckon you spend on groceries out of that 300 oh it's so hard to say like I never keep track of it but I would say Maybe $50, $60 a week. Really? Is that a lot or not much? No, not much. Like Alex and I spend 200 bucks a week. That's disgusting. I don't know how it happens. Oh, my God. Literally, like that's our budget for it. And so we kind of just do. But And like he eats a lot because he's a tradie and he's very active. But it's a lot, hey? Mm. Yeah. But I mean, I'm very like I (sighs) – I feel like food is the one area that I'm good at not spending money on. Like yeah. I, every meal I make is like, I batch cook it and I freeze things and I save things. Like I don't waste any food. Every Like I plan everything I buy so I know I'm using it all. Like I don't, you know, some people just go to a supermarket and just like spend $60 on a bunch of crap and then half of it goes off before they've used yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Not me. Do you figure out how much per meal your meals are um i have been known to (laughs) (laughs) i mean for instance i've been making breakfast burritos lately and i worked out that they were about two dollars a burrito Mm. which is great that's very cheap we should post the um recipe for that on our instagram oh yeah yeah cool um and then i would say dinners are probably like five to seven dollars maybe a dinner but they always have some kind of fresh vegetable component like i have avocados a lot in my dinner which pushes the price up yeah that's true Mm. wow interesting i had never i've never thought because i know you do do that that's why i asked you um but i've never thought about doing that for myself maybe i should start like doing price per meal yeah i mean i pretty much abandoned eating salmon because it's just so expensive that i just couldn't justify it and i was like yeah salmon's nice but it's like everything else is just as nice yeah, Alex and I eat salmon pretty much every week. Yeah, I mean... It's shit like that that probably is... Yeah, 
like getting it up there. Yeah. Um, but do you want to know what I spend in a month? Like my expenses that yeah, are outside of please. That? Good because I made a little list before. Okay, so my rent per month is one thousand five hundred and sixty-five dollars. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That is the situation I'm in. And um, my phone and internet is $140. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I go to the psych twice a month after the Medicare rebate, that's like $104. Mm-hmm. If I get my eyelashes done, that's like $80 every three weeks. So, yeah, I mean, it's impossible to – I don't know. It's not impossible. I'm sure some mathematician could work out how much that is a month but not me. Uh, subscription like Netflix, etc. I spend $30 a month on. What, do you have Netflix and Stan? I have Netflix, I have Stan, but I um, scammed myself a free Stan account. How did you do that? I, um, before I left my job at Junkie, I, <laughs> well, it's not like they don't all know where I fucking worked. <laughs> um, before I left my job, Junkie it was literally like my last week. I emailed Stan PR and I was like, hey guys, it's me, the editor of Junkie. I'm uh, just wondering if you could hook me up with a media account so that we- I can review your shows for you. And they were like, absolutely. Like just fell over themselves to do it <laughs> so Stan I, if you're listening turn off this podcast do not turn off this podcast oh right I thought you were saying like cancel her account no, like, do no. not cancel my account do please not. I need it ride um, that wave bitch still use my ex-boyfriend's Foxtel now account if mm-hmm. he fucking kicks me out of that I'm done for because I just started <laughs> rewatching the Sopranos um so how do you spend $30 on subscriptions then well then I because I have Spotify as well Oh, so it's Spotify and Netflix. Yeah, and then also a certain dating app that costs like $12 a month. What certain dating <laughs> app? You can't just say that. Raya, the expensive one. It costs money to be on Raya. Yeah, yeah. that's how you know everyone on there is a dickhead because they're all willing to throw away $12 a month on this pointless app. Oh, that's fucked. Mm-hmm. Have you ever date- dated anyone from there? No. Have you gotten cost Because there's per, like 10 people on it in Australia. <laughs> it's a total waste of money. Oh, well then cancel it. No. Are there sometimes celebrities on there? Yeah, there are celebrities on there. Which celebrities have you seen on there? I can't say. You're not supposed to say I'll get kicked off. Oh. (laughs) Anyway, this is not the dating podcast. We get kicked off for saying on a podcast that you're on Raya. Well, that's why I wasn't going to say it. Oh. I hope you don't get kicked off. Like, you know, when people tweet about it, they like asterisk out the A so that. Really? find it, yeah. Wow, that's very interesting. Mm. The world of dating, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. All I'll say is that Shane Warne's profile song is A Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And, anyway, you know, if I get kicked off for that, say lovey. <laughs> Holy shit, did you swipe to Shane? This conversation ends okay, now. sorry. One more question. How come, is it profile songs like in MySpace? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know if you could hear that sharp intake of breath. Josie clearly has been in a relationship for a long time. She doesn't <laughs> understand. <laughs> I don't really understand. But wow. Mm. Well, if yeah, if that takes you down, then it was worth it. Mm-hmm. So what's a way that you say have found that you save money in life? Like what areas of past self have you corrected? <laughs> I <laughs> I honestly I know I've said this like a million times, but I really I'm good about clothes. Like I don't care about them. And I, I'm it shows. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. You look great. You look great. Thanks, Cause you're wearing cause my jumper. <laughs> jumper. I thrift shop a lot. And if I do want to buy something, I'm really tough. Like I'm really pointed about buying it or it's been a really long time since I bought something. So I'll be like, I'll just get a few things or whatever. Like I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, Yeah, I just – and, like, or I'll take people's hand-me-downs. I've, like – what I've done is, like, curated, I feel, like, you can jump in at any point, but I feel like I've created a personal style for myself so that I don't have to keep, like, keeping up with trends and I don't Mm -hmm. feel bad about not buying new things all the time. Mm -hmm. And I just really feel like it saved me a lot of money because I don't care. And another way that I've saved money, I feel very passionate about this, is that this year – I'm only buying my skincare from Priceline so that I like can't spend money on shit like really expensive retinols or like Sunday Riley or something, which I get really caught into that trap. 
this mm. like skincare trap. So like I swapped my SkinCeuticals retinol for like the Indeed Labs one and my um, like really expensive vitamin C for the Indeed Labs one and just using the ordinary and like Cetaphil face wash instead of like fucking expensive face, face wash, you know. So and like my skin looks the same. So it's mm. all a scam, everybody. Just like buy stuff at Priceline. Yeah, um, backing up to the clothes thing, I feel uh, like that's sorry. such a – no, no, that's fine. You give you spiel. I was on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's such a such a money-saving tip that kind of doesn't get talked about as a money-saving tip that much. But, um, you know, have you heard of people talk about capsule wardrobes? Yes. I feel like – so a capsule wardrobe is basically – it's this idea that you should have, I don't know, 32 or something pieces in your wardrobe every season. And that includes like shoes and jackets and everything. Um, and so to build your capsule wardrobe, it, I don't know, it forces you to really like examine what your personal style is and the things that you like to wear. And the idea is once you've like got this capsule wardrobe, you just don't buy any more clothes because you've already got the clothes that you need. And then when a new season rolls around, you can start building a capsule wardrobe and be like, oh, actually, I don't have a coat, so I'll go and buy like a coat for this winter. Yeah. But you don't just buy all this crap instead. Yeah. And like I used to spend so much money on shit clothes. How much so do you reckon like a month you would spend on clothes? I mean, I don't know. It's literally impossible to say. Okay. But like too much. Mm-hmm. And – they weren't good. Like they didn't look good. They didn't suit me. The colors were all wrong. Like everything was wrong, but I didn't know what I was doing. So I was just like Mm. trying to plug this hole of feeling like I was inadequate by buying all this crap, but it wasn't working. And now, I mean, I haven't actually got a capsule wardrobe, but I think I have a much better idea of my style and I've simplified my style a lot, I think. And Mm -hmm. I just don't like, I just don't buy clothes yeah and I don't feel the need to go and spend this money on clothes because well I already know I just I don't know I just have a better idea of what looks good on me what doesn't look good on me what like what colors what colors suit you yeah what shapes and I'm just not buying the wrong stuff anymore and then being like oh wait that looks bad I better buy something else as well yeah so yeah that's that's made a huge difference to me and it's also when you find when you do have such like a honed in personal style and you know what looks good on you, when you find something that is, does fit that, it's so much more of a thrill than mm. just like scrolling through ASOS and like trying to find something that like maybe will work. Totally. It's like, like yeah. Uh, so I buy pretty much all my clothes I do buy from Swap, this secondhand shop across the road from my house. And um, I look in there like every day. And I often see things that I think is like a really cool item of clothing and is an objectively cool item of clothing. Mm. But I'm also like, it wouldn't look good on me. The yeah. color's wrong. It's not my style, whatever. And so I don't buy it, whereas the old me would have just bought it anyway because I would have been imagining some made-up girl in my head that it would look really good on yes. and trying to like put my face on her body. But that's just not how it works. So, yeah, and now when I do buy things from Swap, it's like, oh, no, shit, this is actually my style suits me, my vibe. Cool. But it's also like why online shopping sucks Mm. so much because of course those clothes look good on that skinny model. Like she's amazing. Like, but I don't look like that, you know, which is like always wigged me out. I've never really gotten over that about online shopping. Well, totally. I mean, I think the thing as well is that there's a gap between what you're seeing and what the reality is and you're feeling that gap with like you're projecting into that gap what yeah. It's going to look like on an idealized version of yourself. 100%. You want to be the type of girl who wears that type of those yeah. types of clothes. It's like when you're dating someone and you first meet them and you don't know that much about them. And so you just fill in the blanks of what you don't know with thinking that they must be the perfect person for you. Doesn't mean that they are. You just don't know yet any differently. Yeah. And you know, then the item of clothing comes and it's like, oh, actually it's like really shitty material and it's like hugging all the wrong places and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But you know, then it's effort to return it. And so you end up keeping it or whatever. Like that, the period of my life where I just wasted so much money on crap clothes was around the advent of online shopping and like fast fashion sites like ASOS and just being swept up in that, oh my God, you can order anything. And I don't know, that whole thing. And God, just what a money suck. How bad for the environment. What a fucking waste. 
but it's, and it's also a thing of I remember when we were working together Katie like a lot of people would get ASOS packages and iconic packages mm. all the time mm. and I used to remember thinking like am I doing it wrong that I'm not spending more on, mm. on clothes or I'm not getting more mm. new clothes all the time so it's also even just like objectively that kind of pressure to be like damn maybe I should just mm. change oh, it up totally. a lot and like we were talking about debt last last episode and I feel like that's such a thing with credit card debt is when I was in debt occasionally you hear these like small cultural references to people having credit card debt like some throwaway line on a show or I don't know in like just in conversation about like oh I'll just put it on my credit card ha 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 and when I'd hear those things I'd be like oh so everyone everyone's doing this so it's okay like we're all in the same boat and like that wasn't the case yeah but yeah it's it's the same kind of thing of like oh well if if everyone's doing it then it's fine yeah but no if everyone's doing it well you're all just wasting your money yeah you're all just doing the wrong thing together totally yeah also if you want to refine your wardrobe live in an extremely small apartment where you have no storage space it'll force you to chuck everything out yeah that's what i learned it's a good money saving tip what else like do you like how else do you live your frugal lifestyle I mean, I never buy food except, like, apart from when I'm going out Mm -hmm. for dinner or whatever, unless it's, like, a Friday. If I'm at home on a Friday night, I'll get takeaway then because it's, like, well, I'd spend so much more money if I was going out. But I would never just, like, get Uber Eats on a Tuesday night. Mm. No way, no how. Yeah. I would just never waste that money on that. Like, everything I eat during the week I cook and it's all cheap. And healthy. I think that's a really, like, it honestly is never worth it. Mm. Like, never, ever worth it to spend, like, when you have food at home and you get Uber Eats. It's like, it'll arrive cold. It's like, you eat it and then it's gone. Do you know what I mean? It's like, just so disappointing. But it's like hard. Apart from that, I feel like I don't, like I've said before about how I'm cut corners, but not in the right ways. That's not, that's just like the only cutting corner thing that I feel like really works for me. The clothes thing. Yeah. Well, that's a big, it's a, can be a big expense. And, you know, I also see people who really, what's the saying, like save their cents, but then spend their dollars on heaps of clothes. Like, you know, like kind of stingy, but then spend a lot of money on clothes. And it's like, uh, like, well, what's the point, you know? And I guess we all have our different financial priorities, but I just think. Oh, that's a good question. Sorry. Finish your train of thought. Oh, no, you go. Sorry. What is your biggest financial priority, do you think? Ooh. Um, I think my biggest financial priority is just independence and oh. freedom. <laughs> Quote, unquote, freedom. <laughs> like, yeah. So my my I, I financial priority is being able to pay my rent on this apartment that I live in by myself because I would literally rather die than live in a share house ever yeah. again. And – yeah, having the financial independence to not have to have a full-time job because I don't want to do that. Having the financial independence to go overseas when I want to. Like it's just yeah. it's just about yeah, buying myself time and possibility. That's what I care about. Yeah, I mean that's very true for you, I mm. feel. Yeah, that's a really nice answer, Katie. Thanks. What's your mm. financial priority? I'm honestly not sure. As soon as I asked it for you, I was like, mm, I don't really have one. Yeah. Your financial priority is just keeping your head above water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not going into debt. Um, yeah. I I would probably actually say my, f- as it stands, my financial priority is like maybe hanging out with other people or mm, just like maybe. That's a good one. Yeah. Just like yeah. seeing my friends and like doing things. That's yeah. probably what I and like that is what I want for my life too. Like yeah. I'm really I'm I am happy about how I spend my money. Yeah, it'd be cool to have more of it, but yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing about spending money on clothes. It's pretty selfish. It <laughs> is. That is so fucking true. Yeah. It is selfish. And there's nothing worse than people who yeah, spend a lot of money on clothes and then are like, Oh, I can't go out for dinner, I have no money. Yeah. And it's like, well, why do you even buy the clothes? You can't wear them anywhere. And oh I I feel I automatically feel bad about saying selfish because I do believe that you should be able to spend your money on whatever you want to spend it on. But it's more, it's self-driven, like not self-ish. Well, it's just, it's not, 
it's just not life in no, a way that no, like no. going out for dinner with friends is living. Like that's the point of life. Clothes aren't really the point of life. Yeah. And I like clothes and I know how important it is to look good, but I I just think there's an easier way. Capture wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Oh my god, maybe I should turn my wardrobe into a capsule. Yeah, can I help you? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean you've created my current <laughs> wardrobe anyway, so <laughs> So, Katie, what's your money content of the week? Um, My money content of the week. So, I've got two pieces of money content, companion pieces. One is a tweet by Amitsuki who made that album, Be the Cowboy, Mm -hmm. that is great. Um, So, she sent this tweet that says, Millennial culture is working and working and working and working and working and being in debt and working and working and getting sick and then being in more debt and working and working and then getting too sick to work and that's it, I guess. Um, Good tweet. Great tweet. And then the companion piece to that tweet is an article in the New York Times, um, which apparently I've not sent myself. Anyway, um, this article <laughs> in the New York Times that's it's like why why millennials so obsessed with the idea of work, and oh. it was just about how basically about how kind of tech companies lately, especially, have repackaged and sold on this idea of like the value the like moral value in hard work and just what a lie it is and I thought that was interesting because I think I like I know about myself that I do see a moral value in work and sometimes Mm -hmm. I judge people if I think that they don't work hard and but it's like well you know I know that's something I need to try and like dismantle within my own head but um yeah, this article was saying like, like wage growth is stagnant. Like wages aren't growing; they haven't grown for ages. But this idea that you should work hard and like you're responsible for your own success has like that rhetoric has just got bigger and bigger. And it's kind of what we we're talking yeah. about with MLMs last week about how it's like kind of it's this weird, not this weird. It's like a very obvious selling of capitalism where it's like it's your fault if you don't succeed, which is just yeah. not true. And it made me think about my time in the workforce and like, you know, I work hard now obviously as a freelancer, but that feels so different because it actually affects my bottom line, the amount of work I do. Whereas, you know, there were times, especially when I worked full time where I fucking killed myself working. Like yeah. I worked so hard. And for what? Like, did anyone notice? Did anyone like say thank you? No, it didn't matter at the end of the day. Like, and even like my hard work wasn't helping me. It was helping the company Uh, in the article it was talking about how yeah companies just have these like shitty idealistic messages it's like for example spotify a company that lets you listen to music says that its mission is to unlock the potential of human creativity dropbox which lets you upload files and stuff says its purpose is to unleash the world's creative energy by designing (laughs) more enlightened way of thinking bro you're just a file sharing service like relax but it's just like this kind of I don't know, encouraging employees to think that they're part of something that matters. And it's like, no, you're not. You're just making someone else money. You're just a cog in the capitalist machine. That's all it is. Um, And uh, there was like this guy in the article was saying how (laughs) he works for some tech companies. Like, I try to limit myself to five 11 hour days per week, which is appalling, obviously. Holy shit. Um, But he's like, if your peers are competitive, working a normal work week will make you look like a slacker. And that's so true and it's just so, like, flawed and dehumanizing. Yeah. It's like, who like who wins out of this? Or no one except the company. Yeah. I, I this, mm. I, sorry, did you have another quote? No, I was just going to say, and the company doesn't love you back. No. You know? and, and I really feel this, like, earlier in my career and worked for private companies And I just really couldn't stop thinking about this fact, about the fact like I am killing myself working and nobody is benefiting. I don't feel like I'm benefiting because like you said, what does it matter? I just feel like I am like putting money in my boss's pocket as Dolly Parton would say. And yeah, it was just meaningless and shit and essentially why I wanted to work for a charity and why I do now. And like I genuinely now feel that my day to day I'm doing something that actually matters and like nobody's pocket is getting bigger. It's helping the cause that I support, you know? Mm. 
It's like how in America they it's common that people might get a certain amount of annual leave or even get unlimited annual leave, but there's such yes. a culture of it's not acceptable to go on holidays. It's not acceptable to take it. So people just work themselves to the core. And it's like, I mean, that's that's a terrible toxic like culture as a country. But it's just like work isn't, I mean, work isn't the point. Like work is a means to an end. Yeah, work yeah. is meant to support everything else in life. It's not, it's not the reason for it, especially if you're working at fucking Google, no offense. Like it's yeah. not like you're not creating some beautiful art that's making the world a better place. It doesn't matter. I don't know. We shouldn't look at a good job as, you know, having made it or not made it or, yeah, yeah. you know, as, or as even as that giving us our purpose and meaning in life, because just statistically it can't for most people. Like no one is like, oh, cleaning toilets like really satisfies me in the soul, but like it's still a job that's got to be done. Mm. We just need to detach the idea that your work is, I don't know, is yeah, fulfilling you because other things can fulfill you. Yeah. I've, I've really bought into this narrative too. And I'm really trying to untrain myself to, I just keep thinking like, oh, you know, I'm 25 and I've got such and such position. Is this good? And like, if people heard about what I was doing now, would they think that I'm doing well? And, you know, like as if people give a shit about what I'm doing, mm. but it is, you do think, yeah, you're what your role is plus your self-worth. Like, yeah, they're just so intrinsically linked. And I've always thought that and it's really fucked. Mm. It's like, no, mm. it shouldn't be. Mm. What's your money content? Um, well, it's quite different. I don't know if you really understand it. Oh, you think you're smarter than me now? <laughs> no, no. Because you don't what I you don't watch these shows. You know how I'm obsessed with fixer upper? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So for the listeners, I'm sure I don't have to explain it to you because everybody loves this show, but it's a show about Chip and Joanna Gaines in Waco, Texas, and they fix up all these houses and it's just great. And it ran for five seasons and they don't do it anymore. But basically they've transformed Waco, which was like this town that was pretty down on its luck because a lot of bad things happened in Waco like that. <laughs> like the Waco seat. <laughs> yes, literally. <laughs> I drove through Waco last year. It was a shithole. Really? Mm, so depressing. But did you go to like the main center with like the silos and stuff? I don't know. Did you just drive past it? Yeah, just drove through it. Well, it's really interesting because of because of this show, the town has completely been transformed and everyone wants to move there because of like Chip and Joanna Gaines. But it's meant that a lot of people are inched out of the town. And there's like this so there's this well, they buzz- got a word for that, don't they? <laughs> Gentrification. <laughs> so Anne Helen Peterson wrote an article for BuzzFeed pretty much just about Actually, I should see what the headline is. Um, um, Fixer Upper is over, but Waco's transformation is just beginning. And it's just, yeah, about how um, pretty much how Waco is also like very deeply Christian. And if you're not Christian, you don't really have a place Mm. in Waco. And if you – and people are trying to buy – people that have lived there for years are trying to buy properties, but they can't because now it's so expensive because people just want to Fixer Upper. Um. And there's this quote at the end where she says, ask anyone in town from anywhere in town, Waco is a better place to live than it was 10 years ago. That's not the question. The question is who who will be able to live in that town in the years to come and participate in it as homeowners, as entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. Mm, Not so smart. (laughs) How the fuck do you say that word? Entrepreneurs. 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 (laughs) Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. No, not like that. Entrepreneurs. As entrepreneurs. (laughs) (laughs) And participating in it as homeowners and entrepreneurs, as authorities on and within their own communities. I literally didn't ingest a word of that quote. I just (laughs) listened to you say entrepreneurs. That's a really fucking hard word to say. Anyway, I just it's a I'm I bring it up because one, I'm deeply obsessed with fixer upper and the uh, idea of home ownership and like before and afters and house transformations, which I just feel like is a whole other like psychological thing in my mm. brain that I've got to somehow figure out. Um but yeah, also just like it really really sucks that like obviously it's doing good things for the town but it's doing such shit things for the people that just can't reach it and at the end she kind of leaves a punch where she's 
and Helen Peterson writes that like every, like even the people that live there, they just, they're just seen as something to be fixed. They're not mm-hmm. the town anymore. They're just something that needs to be improved, which is just fucked. So wait, what's the point? Waco's better now? But it's not better for the citizens that can't afford to enjoy it slash aren't um, religious. Right. Just it's gentrified. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, gentrification. See, I knew that you wouldn't like, <laughs> really like this. But if you watch Fixer Up, you would get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm never going to watch Fixer Up. Yeah, I know. Are you into home shows at all? No, because that's just like – like I don't want to watch home shows any more than I want to watch like some romance about a happy couple. It's like, don't show me the thing I'm never going to have. Like, I don't want to know about it. Stop being mean. Like stop rubbing salt in my fucking wound. Wow. I love romantic comedies and I love home shows. Mm, yeah. And look at your homeowner in a steady long-term relationship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me, I'm-, I'm just waiting through the Shane Warns on Rare. <laughs> Listening to Coldplay tracks, paying $12 a month. <laughs> Mm. No, I'm just a basic bitch. That's why I like that stuff. Yeah. I think that you <laughs> – I mean, you could have argued that point if you really wanted to. Could have said, said, no, Josie, you're interesting and different. Mm. Anyway, no, you're just like you know what you like. You probably just don't like – I don't think it's that you don't like it because you can't reach it. You just don't like it. You're not interested in that life for yourself. I mean, I'm interested in owning a home. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But you're interested in owning a suburban huge house. No, absolutely. That, like, you renovate. That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, Money, yays, and nays. My money, nay, is that I obviously no longer have $1,500 in savings. I have $1,300 in savings. Transferred $200 out because I went to Orange on the weekend and did a wine tour and just got drunk with my friends. It was really fun. Mm, it looked fun. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, worth that $200. Like, I would have rather done that than be, like, worried about money the whole time. Mm. Um, Even though I had already planned $200, no, $250 to spend – so I essentially spent $450 and I don't know how, but that's much of a muchness. Um, and my money, yay, is, oh, is that I drove my car and like I filled it up with petrol and it was like, like I said, $75 tank and it was $75. It was a tank there and back pretty much to orange. Good fuel economy in my car. And my two friends came with me and then I thought, I'm not going to ask them for ca- for money for petrol. And then I did. And then they just gave me money and I thought that was a really cool good. Josie, everyone asks people for money for petrol. That's totally I just felt really awkward about it. I just like, hate it. But then I, mean, I was like, YOLO. Yeah, I'm glad you did, but it shouldn't even be something that you're worried about doing. Like it's so normal. Like yeah, everyone who gets a lift out of town expects to chip in for petrol. I know. And my friends are so amazing because they were like, yeah, of course, and I love them, and they will listen to this, so hi. But I guess it was more like, mm, I'm glad that I did. Every time I do that, I'm like, yes, I'm like happy for myself. Yeah, you've got to like get yourself back up to just like a normal human level of <laughs> social interaction, <laughs> and then we can start working on making some progress. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> me, I steps. started, I started way because <laughs> I just way had, too confident. I have no concept of like what's rude when it comes to asking people about money. Do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wow, we couldn't be more opposite. Mm. Yin and Yang, Karen and Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's your money, yay and nay? Um, my money, nay, is that this morning I smashed my mirror, so now I need to buy a new mirror. Um, yeah, seven years, bad luck. Are yeah. you worried? No, because I'm not an idiot. And I also smashed my blender two days prior, except then I posted on Instagram, anyone selling a blender, mostly as a joke, and then my friend Meg was like, yeah, you can just have mine. I don't use it anymore. I got a Nutribullet. Oh, amazing. So that's good, but I still have to buy a new mirror. Um, yeah. How did you break your mirror again? Uh, I slammed my door into it and it fell off, <laughs> which I do often and it's fallen before, but not broken. And today was just a day where it's like, I've had enough. Don't Seven mean, years, bad luck. It's, don't, 
Don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, it's just annoying when it's like, oh, I'm all good with my budget. Yeah, I'm like on top of things. Yeah. And then there's yeah. just some bullshit expense. Like if it's not, I've broken my mirror. It's, I've got to pay my electricity bill or I've got to like, I've lost some headphones or I accidentally had a really big night out and I owe someone $150. Like, (laughs) (laughs) there's like always something, you know, (laughs) it's always something. God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. Not about the, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Goody (laughs) tissues. Um, <laughs> and what's your money yay? Um, my money yay is that I paid back my dentist. I don't know my dentist. Oh, oh my god! Money. And I also paid off my credit card today. That's huge. That's really so. Huge. I got so I owed. I paid off like a thousand dollars of it. No, I paid off like twelve hundred and fifty dollars of it with invoices, and then I had seven hundred and fifty left on it. And I was like, I'm just going to take the money out of my savings and pay it off. Like it's not worth risking getting charged interest. And also I go to the psych on Friday and I want to be able mm-hmm. to like put my psych appointment on there. But I have this thing. I don't even know if this is rooted in reality, but I think that you need to pay your credit card off in full before mm-hmm. like that month before you put new stuff on. Otherwise you might get charged interest. Does that make sense? So like every month I mean, I it makes sh- sense to me. I make sure my card is like completely paid off before I start putting things on it again. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just think it's like, hmm, this way I don't get charged interest and so far it's working. So anyway, I was like, I just want it paid off by the time I go to the psych. I feel like we should look that up. Ugh, sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> Very professional on this podcast. Uh, so th- that is Frugal Forever. Yeah. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Yes, please. please. <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram, Frugal Forever Podcast. And I think we should make a Facebook group, Katie. Uh, yeah, okay. You okay. can do that. And we're going to make a Facebook group. So um, join our Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.